Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Tech Guide podcast, the show that for three years now has been keeping you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. We've just returned from Beijing where we attended the Lenovo Tech World and saw the company's latest products and innovations. And we also got to meet their senior executives who we've interviewed for the program. Also on the show, the personality types that won't recycle their mobile devices, GoPro to enter the drone business, and how you can win a 65-inch LG ultra-high-definition smart TV just by using the Voice Byte app. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products. Lots to get through, so let's jump straight in. Well, as I mentioned, I have just returned from Beijing, where I attended Lenovo's Tech World. It is the first time the event has been held, and I have to say it probably will not be the last time. It was a huge success for the company, more than 4,000 people in attendance, not just media and analysts and influencers, but also a lot of Lenovo fans, which I'll explain in a moment. The event was held at the Chinese the China National Convention Center, a massive venue in the Olympic District. So uh, you remember Beijing held the Olympics back in 2008. So this building was not far from the bird's nest, the main arena there, the water cube, uh, the gymnastics center. So it was uh, familiar territory. I actually had the pleasure of being in Beijing for the 2008 Olympics, and it was great to be back for Lenovo's Tech World. The show kicked off with a massive keynote address from their CEO, uh, as well as their chief technology officer, and it was followed, of course, by a lot of product demonstrations and a few surprises, uh, including some concept products that I'm going to talk about in a moment. But the uh, the event was, as I said, attended by many people. What was uh, what really stood out for me at the start of the keynote, especially, uh, was the fact that the majority of the audience down in front towards the front of the stage were what they called Lenovo fans. Now, these were people who had been identified by the company as either being influential, uh, good customers in certain categories, certain uh, tablet, well, the tablet market, they owned laptops, and were quite vocal in their support of the company. Now, you, you hear uh, in other, in, uh, for other companies, especially Apple, the term fanboy or fangirl for that matter, can often be used as a derogatory term for people who have a, an unusually an unusual love for a particular company. 
But in this case, Lenovo actually embraced that. And I think the whole the whole approach to this is to show through the fans that Lenovo appreciates their support. That appreciation is is returned by these fans uh, praising the company, uh, recommending their products to other people. These are the younger sort of millennial age people, sort of millennials, we'll call them, and we're going to chat with, with Nick Reynolds, the chief marketing officer, in a moment about their approach to that age group. But it, it's, it really struck me as as unusual or, uh, well, the first time I'd ever seen something like this where the fans were actually front and center. They had better seats in this event, in this keynote, than the international media who'd flown from all parts of the world to attend. So it just goes to show that Lenovo really values their fans, their core customers, who are going to be their best advocates. And uh, they were there. They had their, they had special white T-shirts on and really were in, were cheering. And, and it, it had a similar feel to an Apple keynote where new products unveiled, the excited audience uh, breaks out into applause and cheers. That's exactly what we got at the Lenovo Tech World keynote. Now, moving on to what we actually saw at the keynote product-wise, we're going to kick it off with their concept products. Now, we're going to talk in a moment about the actual products, the products that will be available this year and next year. But what I thought we'd start with were the concept products that Lenovo unveiled. Now, they were three products I'm going to talk about. One is a smartphone, one is a smart watch, and one is a pair of smart shoes. Now these products, as I said, are not available. No, not available now. There's no release date, no time where in the future that it's been identified as being uh, uh, for these products to be released. These were simply uh, products that really were a way for Lenovo to flex a little bit of muscle to show to show the world, look what we can do. Let's start off with the smartphone. Now this is a phone that's called the SmartCast. Now, keep that name in mind because it's going to describe one of the features, the striking features of this new device. Now, this smartphone outwardly looks like any other smartphone. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty thin. It's got a big screen, five-inch screen, and looks and feels like any other smartphone. But there's one major difference. Inside, at the top edge of this, this smartphone, the SmartCast, is an LED projector. It's actually a laser projector. I'm sorry, laser projector. The world's first to include a laser projector. Now, the projector uh, can beam onto a wall or a surface, whatever's showing up on the screen. It can also beam on the surface different images that actually allows the user to interact with that image. For example... During the demonstration, the the image projected onto the surface in front of the uh, of the the new smartphone, and it does have a little kickstand, so I can actually stand upright. Was a keyboard, a piano keyboard. So this image that was projected on the desk was able to actually be uh, used as like it's a touchscreen, so you can interact with that projection. So much so, to demonstrate this, that a person actually played those piano keys on that surface, projected on that surface, as if they were a real, It was as if it was a real keyboard. Very impressive. Now, if that was a normal QWERTY keyboard, that would solve the problem for a lot of us, including myself, who 
if you need to type out a long document, I'd rather have a keyboard under my fingers, a full-size keyboard. Well, this can actually project a full-size keyboard that is exactly as interactive and useful as a physical keyboard on the desk. The top of the device has a swivel edge, so the projector can be beamed either in front of the device or forward from the top edge of the device. Very impressive stuff indeed. Moving on to their smart watch. Now, the smart watch that we saw has a had a circular watch face, so it looked pretty stylish. But just below the watch face at the top of the band was a small square surface. Now, at first, uh, and you can see these images on Tech Guide if you want to check them out. At first, I thought that little surface was a solar panel. I thought, what a great idea to power the smart watch using the sun. Brilliant idea. Next, I thought, you know what? It may be a trackpad. That's one thing you can't really do on a watch is use a mouse and scroll around too much on the screen because you're actually covering the screen. Apple solved this with their digital crown, so they'll let you scroll up and down the screen using that digital crown. Well, I thought that this, this little service being a trackpad would solve that problem as well to allow you to navigate the operating system, the different files, as you would on a laptop. Well, that was wrong as well. That small surface is actually a small display that can, it's what they call a virtual interactive display. So what you do, it allows you to view large images uh, as if you're viewing them on a, on a computer screen or a TV screen. Watch, the watch face itself is only an inch and a half across, so you're not going to really appreciate a large, a large image. It's, it's impossible to display that large image. But if you're wearing the watch and you, and you look at a certain angle into that small square surface, you're going to see a large image as if you're looking at it in focus on a large screen. Very impressive indeed. It, it really was a surprise to see it for a start. I'm thinking, why would you want that? You just look at your phone. Well, it can actually give you the impression of an image that could that appears to be 40 or 50 inches in size because you because of the how close you are to the watch. But the the image was in focus. If you put your eye close to the watch, it's going to be blurry. It might appear large in your eye line, but it's blurry. This image that I test that I use myself using this small square surface below the watch face actually projected that image or gave you the impression of that image in focus. Very impressive indeed. Moving along, the other concept products was a little unusual, I have to say. They were smart shoes. Now, at first glance, I looked like regular running shoes, but what they had on the outside of each shoe was a display that could change depending on your mood, depending on what you your your fitness information, your heart rate. So it could connect to your phone, could connect to your home, to other devices. And it really was an experiment for, and it is an experimental product. Again, like those other products, there's no concrete release date or any plans in the near future to release the product. But again, it was another concept that demonstrated Lenovo's technology. In this case, these shoes are meant to be part of Lenovo's Internet of Things strategy, where they're aiming to build an ecosystem of products that can talk to each other, display information, share information, and uh, all housed in a pair of running shoes. 
you can check out all of those products. There is a video of the smart shoes, and you can also see images of that uh, this new smartphone, as well as the smart watch at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Well, moving right along to the products we are going to see this year, a lot sooner than those other concept products. And, of course, Lenovo is a very popular computer company. In fact, they are the number one PC brand in the world. They're also the number three tablet company in the world, as well as being, and this surprised me, the number three smartphone company in the world. Lenovo actually make smartphones that are sold all around the world. Not in Australia. They are sold in other markets like in Asia, Europe, and other parts of the world. They are more entry-level products, and they do enjoy quite a healthy market share. Lenovo also owns Motorola, a purchase uh, from the last year, and they will be the brand that Lenovo pushes for their high-end phones. One thing we found out at that uh, tech world was Moto Maker, which was the way customers could customize their own version of the Moto X smartphone, is coming to Australia. Now, what that allows you to do is set the color of the back panel, uh, the front panel, the the trim, the amount of memory. Uh, all those things can be can be customized. You can even engrave something on the back up to 14 characters. That can be customized. In the U.S., it's a four-day turnaround. In Australia, it'll obviously be a little bit more. may have to be made in China and sent back, but uh, something to look forward to later this year. Now, another product, uh, well, of course, Lenovo, very very well known for consumer laptops. They've released, uh, they've unveiled the Lenovo, the Z51 and the Z41. Now, these are multimedia laptops with 14-inch and 15-inch screens. The Z41 has a 14-inch, the Z51 has a 15-inch. And these are multimedia laptops that have got a lot of lot of power under the hood to allow you to not only create that uh, the content but also enjoy that content in high quality as well when you're on the move. They also released an entry level laptop called the IdeaPad 100. Now, at first glance, you think, "Wow, this is a pretty sleek looking device. It does look like it's got a lot of features." But this is aimed at the customer who wants just just the basics of an entry level computer. It's going to be priced. Uh, it, it will also be available in 14 and 15 inch models and priced from just $399. Moving on to the tablet space and Lenovo, I think, put a little bit of a shot across the bow for Microsoft with this product. This is the Lenovo ThinkPad 10. Now, this is a product that I think is going to challenge the Surface Pro 3. This is going to be a device that will be running Windows 10 when it comes out on July 29. We just found out today, Windows 10 from July 29 will be available to for free to anyone running Windows 7 and Windows 8. So the Lenovo ThinkPad 10 running Windows 10 operating system uh, will have has got uh, all the it's got a 10 inch touchscreen and all the connectivity of a laptop. It's got USB, micro uh, display, mini display port, uh, a, a mini micro USB. The whole kit and caboodle. This is aimed to be a, a business laptop, so it can be used for business. Could also be used for pleasure. You can add a, a you can sync a laptop, uh, a, a keyboard, so you can uh, type out on keys if you like. There'll also be a desktop dock, uh, and has got a quad core Intel processor under the hood as well to deliver that quality and that speed and performance for the busy on the road user. So. Uh, moving on, uh, Lenovo also unveiled uh, a first for them. This 
this is a streaming product. Now, we've heard of Apple TV. We've heard of Google Chromecast. Well, joining those products in the market is a new product called the Lenovo Cast. Now, this is a small wireless hub that looks like a hockey puck. It is circular, and it's designed to plug into a HDMI connection on your TV, connect wirelessly to your network, and allow you to stream content from your Android device, Android 4.3 and above. Uh, it's just seven centimeters wide, and he's going to join the many other uh, streaming devices on the market. The one of the other announcements that they made was pretty interesting. Was a combination of Cortana, which is Microsoft's digital assistant, uh, with Lenovo's very own ReachIt. Uh, and I should point out that the Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella, was at the uh, Lenovo Tech World to present as well. Uh, but they did demonstrate Cortana, which is, as I said, Microsoft's digital assistant, a little bit like Siri on the iPhone and the iPad, and ReachIt, which is Lenovo's own little search system. Now, combining these two, so combining Cortana with Lenovo's ReachIt technology allows you to have an easier way to search just with your voice for content on your device or across your devices. And you don't even need to use special phrases. You can simply just use natural language, just speaking a sentence, asking a question to get the results. For example, in the demonstration, one the person asked, find the presentation I worked on at Starbucks yesterday. So the computer knew to look for any save events that that was that occurred while the person was at Starbucks. So the used location and saves that were were uh, that made at the time, and the presentation popped up in less than a second. There was another question you could ask: Show me all the photos I took in Italy last year. And boom, after a second, all the photos taken on this person's holidays in Italy were on the, the screen in seconds. It really, it's really changed the way we relate to the device, we talk to the device, access our content much easier to access all of that stuff. Well, that's all from the product side of things. Next up, we're going to talk to some of the Lenovo executives. But if you want to re- read more about those products, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide now. Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Now, as we said, we did get a chance to speak to a couple of the senior executives, the senior Australian executives that were at Lenovo's Tech World. Uh, first up, we spoke to Matt Codrington, who's the general manager and executive director of Lenovo in Australia and New Zealand. And here's what he had to say when we met up with him. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us. We're, we're here in Beijing. Exciting times. The Lenovo Tech World, the first time uh, this event has been held. Yeah, exactly right. Look, it's, uh, I think we see it as a celebration of the innovation with some of our great technical leaders and partners, um, most importantly our fans and our customers. So, you know, our, our chairman, Yang Ching, Huawei, uh, said that we're in a unique position in the industry because we can deliver the devices, the connectivity, the infrastructure and, you know, the great user experience. So we want to talk to people about that and how we're innovating together and how we're working with our partners to, to define that future of technology. And you're, of course, head of the Australian and New Zealand business. Correct. And the consumer side of things, really, you're sort of the new kid on the block, really, in Australia in terms of being a consumer push in our country. Tell yes. us a bit about that. And you've made some pretty decent progress in the meantime, haven't you? Yeah, we've done all right, actually. So, look, um, Lenovo in Australia has mainly um, worked with the ThinkPad brand, which is our commercial brand, and we've been strong in the commercial space. Um, recently, we, we took a decision to, to invest in our consumer business. So what that means is sort of in the retail business, you'll know the, the large retailers in town. Um, we're, you know, globally, we're a very large consumer player. We've got the consumer um, 
PCs, laptops um, and so on, um, tablets, we've decided to bring them into Australia and, and launch in the market. So in October we, we took an investment. We had a guy called Ashton Kutcher come down and help us I've, out. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, Ashton. So he, he came <laughs> down. Miller didn't get here, but that was, that was still, still great, um, to launch our consumer range into JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. So we've done that. Since then, um, over the past five months, we've grown to about a 10% share position, which is pretty good. That's a, that's a solid number, sort of four position. Mm -hmm. uh, but we continue to grow pretty hard. You know, we're expanding our desktop range now. We've got a gaming range coming out, which is going to be really cool. Um, and, you know, once we see that go into stores, I think we'll, um, we'll go even, even faster. Sure, man. Uh I understand the Australia or well, Asia Pacific region, and in particular Australia, has been mm. pinpointed as a real growth area. Yes. How do you see that coming about? You've been talking to my boss. So, look, <laughs> it is a growth area. Lenovo is an ambitious company, right? And I think that's reflected in the fact we're acquiring other companies. We acquired the Moto Motorola business, uh, the Motorola mobile, mobile phone business back in November. We've acquired the um, IBM server business. Um, in, in October. So we're sort of growing. Now we've got everything from the data center all the way through to the handset. So we've got a wide spectrum of products. And those products are probably some of the best products in the market as, as well. So we've got you know, a really strong, diverse, innovative product um, offering. Next to that, you know, we're investing in, in the space. So we're investing in how we go to market. We're very, very strong on digital and social now, which is you know, really showing some good returns for us. So really what we're trying to do is, is take this, this great selection of products and use the latest, um, I guess, tools available to us and the latest routes to market to really talk about it. Um, and then at the same time, we're sort of investing in, in new programs with new partners and expanding our, you know, sort of our, our, our in-store presence as well. Mm -hmm. How important is it for you to kind of develop your own identity in Australia rather than, I know you, you, you're sort of number three in the one area, like tablets, you, you're climbing up the, mark, the ladder in smartphones, yep. you're already in a pretty decent position in PCs. Yep. How hard is it going to be to break out of that pack and sort of try to challenge these, these top players like your Apples and Samsungs? Yeah, so I think Apple and Samsung in the tablet space, they're really strong, right? And they have been for, for, for quite a, a time. Um, Lenovo's invested fairly heavily in tablet technology, um, specifically over, I guess, the past year and a half. We've brought some products out that, you know, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to listen to our customers. We're trying to identify what the customers actually want in the products. And I think there's a lot of lip service paid to that from, you know, from any number of manufacturers. Um, but, you know, for example, in, in the yoga tablets that we have now, there's 18 hours of battery life. And that's, you know, most tablets are sort of six, seven hours. Now we've got 18 hours. So, you know, you can take it with you and... and, and and you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. We've got multi-mode, so it will, you know, you can you can stand it, you can sit it, you can put it on its side, and, and, and it'll um, it'll allow much better usability. Mm -hmm. And again, that's listening to our customers. Mm -hmm. You're even putting projectors in them now. We've got a Pico <laughs> projector in now, so a 55-inch screen coming out of this tablet, and you know, you can watch movies, and, and you know, it's got a sub subwoofer in it too. So well, yeah, I've heard it. It's great. And that's you know, and Ashton designed that, by the way. Yeah. At least he, he tells us he did. So that <laughs> that provides you know, sort of the, the expanded functionality. Yeah. So that's where we're investing. You're right. And just on the smartphones, yep. um, as as you mentioned, Lenovo now owns Motorola. Yep. So Motorola obviously is a well, well recognised brand. Lenovo creates smartphones in other parts of the world. Yep. Will we see a Lenovo branded smartphone in Australia? So Lenovo has been for some time now, um, you know, the third or fourth largest smartphone vendor in the world. No one in Australia really knows yeah. that because we haven't bought our products here. Sure, yeah. So that's fair enough. Um, we've got some really great 
phones in the Lenovo lineup. Um, but what we did was we acquired Motorola to give us a, you know, an ability to take a brand which was very well recognised in Australia. Everyone had a Moto phone, everyone had a Moto Razor, you know, everyone's very familiar with the brand, and give us a, what's called a route to market. So give us the ability to, you know, to, to engage very quickly and have customers understand what we're offering in the market. Yeah. So as we build that plan, Moto will be our primary focus, yeah. the Motorola brand. So still be called Motorola. Yep. You're not going to tamper with that. No, still be called Motorola. We're going to leverage that brand and we're going to invest in that brand. Yeah. Now, the, the Lenovo brand, could that come to Australia or New Zealand? Look, it could in, in, in future. I guess that's, that's going to be phase two for us, though. Right. That would be more like an entry-level sort of play or...? Uh, look, we've got we've got all the way through. So we launched the first Intel smartphone with Intel about three years ago at CES. Since then, we've done another iteration of that. So we've got some premium products there as well, you know, using premium um, technology. Um, but probably in the spectrum, we would use Moto as a premium brand, and then we drive a volume brand in Lenovo uh, at the same time. Right. So you know, hitting hitting some some better price points and perhaps driving some more volume. Okay. Well, how about in in the retail spaces? Obviously, very competitive market. Talking laptops, tablets. Mm. You've worked very hard to build your relationship with JB, Harvey Norman. So are they yep. giving you dedicated space in store? Do you have a, a store within a store? How is, how's it working for Lenovo in Australia? Yeah, sure. So look, when we went and did this, we thought we're going to do it right. And we, we as I said, we, we invested a lot of money in it. And we've built a not a store in a store necessarily, but on the shelf space in all of the JB Hi-Fi stores and all of the Harvey Norman stores, um, you'll see a Lenovo dedicated area there. So that's on shelf. It looks really cool. It's this red and white um, sort of area. It's got, um, you know, a backing on it so you can see how the products work. So the multi-mode devices, for example, you can see how they fold and flip and do all those sorts of things. They're not just sitting on a shelf. Um, So the area looks good. You can understand the products. You can see the range of products. Um, You can see how they work. So that's what we've invested in, I think, um, as, again, probably a phase one. Um, As we continue to build our volume, build our brand, introduce things like the gaming PCs, we'll expand on that. No worries. Matt, thanks for your time. Thanks very much. Okay, next up, we had a chat with Nick Reynolds, who happens to be the Chief Marketing Officer for Lenovo in the Asia-Pacific region. Now, his task, as you'll hear in a moment, really take the brand, shake it up, give it a new coat of paint, and give Lenovo the impression of being this young, cool, and hip brand. And here's what he had to say when we caught up with him in Beijing. Hi, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're here in sunny Beijing for Lenovo Tech World and pretty exciting times. I know that in your presentation, you were pretty pumped. You were not only pumped, you were also stoked. You are representing the marketing side of Lenovo. Tell us a bit about what we can look forward to. Mate, I am pumped and stoked. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a fantastic time for Lenovo, actually, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, we launched into the consumer market there in October last year. Uh, with our yoga range, our premium range of notebooks and tablets, and um, it's going gangbusters. But I'm pumped and stoked, not only for that reason, but we're here in Beijing, and Lenovo Tech World's a big new event for us. We've got some exciting stuff coming. So you are in charge of the the marketing side of things, so you've got to get out the message. I do. How are you going to do that? Mate, uh, the way we're doing it so far is pretty simple. Um, we've worked really, really closely with the retailers. So JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman have been great partners. And we wanted to look like a number one brand in retail. Mm-hmm. So we've also added Officeworks, which is really going great. So now consumers can find us. Yep. But we've got to make the brand cool and desirable. So we've done a very, very targeted campaign on our best yoga products to those millennials, those yes. 18 to 24-year-old cool, funky, hip people 
that are defining, not like you and yeah. me, but they're <laughs> defining what's hip and the yeah, best right. in technology, but also, you know, fashion, also design, those sorts of things. Mm. These people are the ones creating the trends. Fair enough. So it's not... You're not risking putting older customers, sort of, uh, a little, making them a little bit disillusioned. You're relying on these so-called millennials to be the influencers to that age group too. It, absolutely, mate. Because these people are telling people what to buy more than 30 right. times a month. Right. Whereas you, maybe not you, but certainly me. <laughs> I tell a lot of people what to buy. <laughs> you tell people what to buy. <laughs> but they, typically, they're influencing a lot yeah, bigger right. than their own group. They're influencing friends and family, uh-huh. people at work, colleagues at uni, at school. So they're much more impactful. Mm-hmm. And we're targeting and talking to them on digital media and on social. Right. So it's tough for me to compete with the big hitters on TV and radio and print and outdoor. Mm-hmm. So we've been very focused on digital and in social media. So the whole sort of the, the image of the company, I guess, is sort of something you want to, you know, the, the you want to be nimble, you want to be seen to be the cool new brand. Is that, is that the challenge? Absolutely. We're, we're certainly a challenger brand. Yes. And I think Aussies love an under, underdog. Mm-hmm. They love, you know, and uh, they go for those yeah. people or they go for those brands. And when you have some very cool technology that people can't get anywhere else, that's a wow factor. And considering our Lenovo as a challenger brand, because we've got some yeah. great product. Well, speaking of the brand, I noticed that there is a new logo, sort of the, the that, that's a bit of a change. So uh, tell us about that. Is this, obviously, it's the, you can see the change in the actual lettering of the, of the name of the company, but it also represents kind of a, a new way of thinking going forward, as you've discussed already. Definitely. A, a new attitude. I suppose people you, don't You used know. the word disruptive earlier. That's right. Very disruptive. You know, we are a challenger brand, and so we want to disrupt the competition. One way to do that is having a brand that is disruptive. People are talking about Apple, yeah. Uber. Yeah. So at Lenovo, as a challenger brand being disruptive, we're changing the industry, mixing it up for the big guys, and bringing some great technology to market. But the way we're doing that also is we've got to look different. Right, and have a better attitude that's really we launched here this week and it stands for, I suppose, in, when you sum it all up, never stand still. Yes. We give you technology so you can go do some great things and achieve in life and that means that you never stand still. You're always making headway, making progress. Fair enough. Well, you know, you're obviously up against some pretty big competition in the Apples and Samsungs of the world. So is it, is it kind of your thinking that you need to do it different or do it better or both? I think you've got to do it differently. You've got to be disruptive. Um, you've got to, got to do both. You know, we don't want to be seen just like the regular competition. That's why we've been very focused in targeting those young you know, markets with the younger people, those millennials, online and digital and social, having an engagement with there. And, mm-hmm. and they're now turning into fans of our products yeah. and our biggest ambassadors. Sure. So when you are someone who's younger mate, between you and me, who's hip and young and upcoming challenger brand, yeah. they're now talking about Lenovo. Sure. Whereas, you know, a year ago, we didn't even have products in Australia yeah. to market. Many people don't know we're number one in the world on PC, we're number three in the world on tablet, and number three on smartphone. Mm-hmm. We haven't even launched all the products yes, here yet in Australia, and, so and we've got a lot more to come. Uh, looking forward to it. Exciting times ahead. Nick, thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they are the company behind Arlo, the only 100% wire-free HD smart home security camera. There's no need for a power outlet near the camera, which means there are no ugly cords and you have the freedom to place your cameras wherever you like. Arlo security cameras have built-in night vision so you can see what's happening at any time. And they can be placed inside or out because the Arlo cameras are weatherproof as well. Users can enjoy amazingly sharp 720p live video and receive a notification if anything moves thanks to motion detection alerts. So whether you want to check in to make sure the kids are home safe, the baby's still asleep, the courier has dropped off your package, or if your holiday home or small business is secure... Arlo can give you peace of mind and all from the palm of your hand with the free Arlo app. A click or two is all you need to set up and is all you need to check in. Check out the new 100% wire-free smart home cameras from Netgear at arlo.com forward slash au. All right, moving on with other stories now. And the first one is an interesting little story. It is World Environment Day on June 5, which is an ideal time for you to recycle that old mobile phone that's still in your drawer. Get it out, people. Recycle it. Mobile Muster are pushing for this to happen. There are, in, in court, according to Mobile Muster, there are more than 22.5 million old mobiles rattling around in drawers across the country. Now it's time for you to give them up. But Mobile Muster has done a very interesting study to the various technology personality types who are not recycling devices for one reason or another. These seven personality types are as follows. The first one, the sentimentalist. This is the person who who has a sentimental grip on their device. It may be the first device their mother gave, their parents gave them. It may be the device they were using when they met their partner. So this little this this feeling towards this device is preventing them from giving it up for recycling. Give it up, people. It's an old phone. It's never going to be fashionable again. Time to move on. The second is the technophile. Now, these are those early adopters who had a device well before anyone else. But now that device has simply passed on almost into extinction, they feel the need to hold onto it. They're holding onto the past, literally. Time to give it up. Next up, the gold digger. Now, there are many users who think that maybe one day their product is going to be worth a lot of money. It might be valuable as an antique. I've got news for you. It won't be. It won't come back into fashion. Time to recycle. There's also the doomsdayer. Now, these are people who think that I'm going to hang on to this old mobile phone. It may just come in handy one time. There may be an alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse. I've got news for you. Don't hoard your phones. You'd be better off hoarding fresh water. So give up that device and recycle it. Next up, the gift giver. Now, these people don't give their devices to recycle because they hand it down to a child to maybe use as a plaything, as a toy. They might use it to play games. And, you know, while that's a great gesture, it'd be better for you to recycle that device and maybe buy your child a toy or something that they'll appreciate even more. Now, there's also the maybe later. Now, these are people who are you know, procrastinators. They put off their decluttering, put off tidying up things. 
things, and they're the ones who are holding on to all those old newspapers. They, they you can call them sort of type of tech hoarder if you like, but they've got to realise that it is time to move on, recycle that old phone. And there's also the security conscious. There are people who are living in fear that by giving up their phone, they may also be giving up their data. Well, the news is this. It's very easy to wipe your data off your phone. And when you do recycle your device, data on the phone will be destroyed because the device, your phone, is dismantled for recycling. So don't be paranoid. It's time to lose the grip on your old device. If you want to read more about those personality types, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Now, we've all heard about GoPro. They're the uh, very popular action cameras that people strapping to all sorts of things, whether it's their skateboard or their surfboard, their kayak, their parachute. It goes everywhere, the GoPro. People also strap them to drones. I think the uh, DJI Phantom drones uh, had models available that allowed customers to put to BYO cameras. So in other words, if you had a GoPro, you could strap it to the DJI drone and use it as your camera to capture your aerial footage, your pictures and videos. Well, have a guess what? GoPro have announced officially that they are entering the drone business themselves. Nick Woodman, the GoPro chief executive, confirmed this move at the Code Conference last week, the Recode Conference, where he said they aim to release their first model in the first half of 2016. Now, GoPro, uh, their thinking is, well, why strap ourselves to a drone when we can make the whole thing ourselves, camera and all? Now, they're all about making accessories to go with the GoPros. This is what the uh, Nick Woodman, the CEO, has described as the ultimate accessory. So it's not so much as the GoPro being uh, clipped to an accessory. It's the accessory being clipped to the GoPro. In this case, it's going to be a drone. Now, drones have become very popular in the last 12 to 18 months, and manufacturers, uh, they're not just one. DJI is one of the leading manufacturers. There are many others popping up, but it was interesting that the global leader, DJI, when they released the latest Phantom 3 drone, they didn't include an option to have your your GoPro camera attached to the product. They they decided to make their own cameras for the DJI 3. Maybe they saw, they uh, heard something in the wind, the GoPro were going to make this move and decided to go with Without the GoPro option. You want to read more about that story, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Now, we have a competition that we have joined up with uh, to to give away a 65-inch LG Ultra High Definition Smart TV. Now, the competition is run through VoiceBite, and up front, I want to say that VoiceBite is a, an app that I have co-created with my brother, Michael. It is a social audio app that lets you record your voice or audio up to 15 seconds worth to share on social media, privately to a person or a group of people, and Locally, you could even create a voice tag that allows you to record some content relevant to that position. You can even determine the range of that voice tag. It is really, really cool. 
But we have teamed up with Studio 10 to give away this TV because Studio 10 have decided to use VoiceBite as a way to gather content for the popular Ask Ita segment with one of Australia's most popular journalists, Ita Butro. She was also 2013 Australian of the Year. Thanks very much. She is going to be answering her questions through VoiceBite. So viewers can record their question using VoiceBite. All you need to do is put Ask Ita. Well, you need to download the app first of all, create an account, put hashtag Ask Ita in the clip title, record your 15-second question, and don't worry if you don't get it right the first time. You can re-record as many times as you like. So record your question for Ita and slide to broadcast, and you'll be in the running. Just by doing that, you're in the running to win this great LG 4K Ultra HD TV valued at $4,999. So uh, it's going to be running till the end of next week. So best to get in now. Download VoiceBite today. Think up your question for Ask Ita. Hashtag Ask Ita in the clip title. Record your question. 15 seconds. Slide to broadcast. And tune in to Studio 10 from 8.30 every day on Channel 10. And you may be hearing your question your voice on air, first of all, and your question answered by the one and only Ita Buttrose. Tune in, download the app. I've got full instructions at Tech Guide on how you can do it on Channel 10's Studio 10. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Now, we've got an interesting question here for the Tech Guide Help Desk. It's from our reader, Cheryl. Uh, who wrote to us saying, look, I didn't think Apple could have the same virus problems as Windows, but I think my iPad has a virus. She blames Twitter. She thinks uh, that someone shared something from Twitter, and now she says she cannot email any longer. Uh, She keeps getting a blank screen. Everything else is very slow and uh, not responding. She needs help. Well, you know what, Cheryl? Uh, I think there is a couple of things you can do. First of all, let's address this alleged virus issue. And I have to say, I doubt it's a virus. There are no known iOS viruses, none that I've heard of anyway. And to get it from Twitter, I think is highly, highly unlikely. So what I think you can do, there's a couple of things you can do. First of all, try for a hard reboot of your iPad. To do that, you press your power button at the very top and your home button, press and hold both of those buttons until the screen goes blank and you see the Apple logo appear. That's a hard reboot that can hopefully solve all of your problems. Failing that, what you can do is a restore of the iPad. So I'd recommend backing up the iPad, so connect it to your computer or your laptop, back up a copy on iTunes and do a full restore. So wipe it. So when you're in your iTunes and it's connected, you can choose the restore option. It'll step you through each of the of those uh, that part of the process. Now, I think doing either of those things may uh, solve the problem. As I said, I have never heard of a virus infecting an iPad or an iPhone for that matter. Uh, viruses, you can't really get one from Twitter, I, I don't think. I've never heard of it. Look, if, if anyone has heard of this, feel free to email me, info at techguide.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. But I think if you follow those simple instructions, you'll be good to go. 
And that is our 150th show. Thanks for listening. You can read everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And we'd love for you, for you to get in touch with us. You can do that at info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And if you want to stay connected, the answer is Netgear. Thanks for listening. It's been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, as we've said for three years now, stay safe and stay connected.